Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn 111, I'd like to read the second stanza. Forever firm, thy justice stands, as mountains their foundations keep. How wise the wonders of thy hands, thy judgments are a mighty deep. Hymn 111. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the link to the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is, Shall Not the Judge of All the Earth Do Right? And the readings will now be given by Bruce. I will read from the Bible, Psalms. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Acts And when it was day, 
certain of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under a curse, saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers. I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus, with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven, above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. For these causes the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come, that Christ should suffer, and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead, and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles." And when he had thus spoken, the king rose up. And when they were gone aside, they talked between themselves, saying, This man doeth nothing worthy of death or of bonds. 1 Corinthians Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ, and stewards of the mysteries of God. For I know nothing by myself, yet 
Am I not hereby justified? But he that judgeth me is the Lord. Therefore judge nothing before the time, until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. And then shall every man have praise of God. Matthew. Then said Jesus, Judge not, that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Genesis. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? The correlative reading is from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. One's first lesson is to learn one's self. Having done this, one will naturally, through grace from God, forgive his brother and love his enemies. To avenge an imaginary or an actual wrong is suicidal. If a man is jealous, envious, or revengeful, he will seek occasion to balloon an atom of another man's indiscretion, inflate it, and send it into the atmosphere of mortal mind for other green eyes to gaze on. He will always find somebody in his way and try to push him aside will see somebody's faults to magnify under the lens that he never turns on himself. What have been your leader's precepts and example? Were they to save the sinner and to spare his exposure so long as a hope remained of thereby benefiting him? Has her life exemplified long-suffering, meekness, charity, purity? She readily leaves the answer to those who know her. He who judges others should know well whereof he speaks. Where the motive to do right exists, and the majority of one's acts are right, 
we should avoid referring to past mistakes. The greatest sin that one can commit against himself is to wrong one of God's little ones. Who hath not learned that when alone he has his own thoughts to guard? And when struggling with mankind, his temper, and in society, his tongue. We also have gained higher heights, have learned that trials lift us to that dignity of soul which sustains us, and finally conquers them, and that the ordeal refines while it chastens. No reproof is so potent as the silent lesson of a good example. Works more than words should characterize Christian scientists. Most people condemn evil doing, evil speaking, yet nothing circulates so rapidly. Even gold is less current. Christian scientists have a strong race to run and foes in ambush. But bear in mind that in the long race, honesty always defeats dishonesty. No evidence before the material senses can close my eyes to the scientific proof that God, good, is supreme. Though clouds are round about him, the divine justice and judgment are enthroned. Love is especially near in times of hate, and never so near as when one can be just amid lawlessness and render good for evil. Success in sin is downright defeat. Hatred bites the heel of love that is treading on its head. All that worketh good is some manifestation of God asserting and developing good. Evil is illusion that, after a fight, vanisheth with the new birth of the greatest and best. Conflict and persecution are the truest signs that can be given of the greatness of a cause or of an individual, provided this warfare is honest and a world-imposed struggle. Such conflict never ends till unconquerable right is begun anew and hath gained fresh energy and final victory. Certain elements in human nature would undermine the civic, social, and religious rights and laws of nations and peoples. Striking at liberty 
human rights, and self-government. And this, too, in the name of God, justice, and humanity? These elements assail even the new old doctrines of the prophets and of Jesus and his disciples. History shows that error repeats itself until it is exterminated. Surely the wisdom of our forefathers is not added, but subtracted from whatever sways the scepter of self and pelf over individuals, weak provinces, or peoples. Here, our hope anchors in God, who reigns, and justice and judgment are the habitation of his throne forever. Mankind will be God-governed in proportion as God's government becomes apparent, the golden rule utilized, and the rights of man and the liberty of conscience held sacred. Meanwhile, they who name the name of Christian science will assist in the holding of crime in check, will aid the ejection of error, will maintain law and order, and will cheerfully await the end, justice and judgment. Therefore, I close here with the Apostles' injunction. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. With love, Mother. Mary Baker G. Eddy. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
Bruce, would you like to read the, introduce the next hymn? <laughs> I would very much like to do so. Hymn number 130. How wondrous is thy mercy, Lord! How faithful is thy kindness! Thou gavest the treasure of thy word. That word dispels all blindness. Thou holdest all things in thy sight, for in thy presence is no night, and in thy light shall we see light. Hymn number 130.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. And we warmly welcome everyone from everywhere to all of our services in person, on the telephone, or over the internet, or listening to recordings of our services. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. Every Sunday morning, we have our weekly church service at 11 a.m. But an hour before the service at 10 a.m., we have our weekly round table discussion. This is where we discuss the week's lesson and also some current topics and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science in our daily lives. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for a lively roundtable discussion at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11 o'clock. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock too. Our Sunday school is open to children from anywhere Many of the students live out of state, and they attend by calling in on the telephone through a special dedicated teleconference number. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that number, and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com, where you'll find the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy and writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her and saw her live this science on a daily basis. These are a wonderful source to get the pure teaching that Mrs. Eddy gave. And all the resources we have on the website are free. There is never a charge. Our goal is to spread Mrs. Eddy's teachings around the world. And to aid in that goal, we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites. As I said, they're all free. Now, speaking about our translators and uh, different languages, we have a special announcement. A member of our church and his family live in Pakistan. He wrote to us asking for help. Muslim extremists have been attacking Christians in that area and have burned down 40 churches, attacking and murdering innocent people and destroying Christian communities. This family and their friends do some of our translating work by translating our lesson sermons, articles, etc., into several languages that are spoken in that area. They have asked the church to pray for them 
and also to do what we can to help them in practical ways. They have an urgent need for food, water, clothing, shelter, etc. So the church has set up a fund called the Pakistani Fund, and we invite anyone who would like to donate to send a check to the clerk of our church, made payable to the church, and we will get your uh, donations to them. Then thank you. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your phone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. You know, last Sunday we sang a song that said, When there is no peace on earth, there is peace in Christ. And, uh, you know, that song kind of resonates with me because it tells a little bit about what my experience is like. And uh, before I found the Plainfield Church, I was struggling. Struggling might be a modest way of putting it. You know, there was a lot of discontent and, that I had to deal with. So, as you can imagine, by God's grace, by the time he led me to this church, I was wide open, ready to receive whatever it was that God had to teach me and tell me. And it was wonderful. But it was uh, a discipline, and it took time to get it. And one of the many things that I had to learn was to have confidence in our good God. And it might seem like it's very simple for others, but in a practical way, that's actually a big step, or it was for me, i got to admit. But I'm thanking God that he led me to this church where I got some good straight teaching, where I got it straight without any confusion. And as a result, it was, it enabled me to have more confidence in our God, to understand that he was indeed good and that I could trust him. And one by one, with work and discipline and help, problems got resolved instead of continuing in festering like it was before I met the, this church. 
So I guess that's my testimony tonight, that when there's no peace on earth, there is peace in Christ, and I'm so thankful for that. Thank you, and thank you. <laughs> Mara, Mississippi. Mara from Mississippi. Go ahead, please. Hello. Thank you, Bruce. Very special reading tonight. I'd like to say how thankful I am to the daily watches that we receive each week. Uh, this week's watch has helped me. It describes how if thought is hopeless, we are immune to animal magnetism, but if you have a strong sense of self, good or bad, for example, love or self-pity, animal magnetism can creep in. I have been working getting rid of ego and human will, but it takes constant persistence and discipline for me to do this, and it's been a struggle. At the beginning of this week, I noticed a blemish on the middle of my cheek. I immediately became fearful and very upset. Um, I tried not to accept it as permanent. I continued with my daily routine. At one point when I went out to do errands one day, instead of being focused on God and being in the kingdom of heaven, I was completely distracted. I was focused only on this blemish. And unable to feel happy, prayerful, or grateful for anything. I was very annoyed at myself and frustrated and embarrassed with how I was feeling. It made me realize I was thinking way too much about myself. I know it's okay to, to try to look nice and wear nice clothes or fix hair, but I think I was placing way too much importance on my material body and not focused on who I truly am which is a beautiful reflection of God, like we all are. I continue to work with this watch, especially the last part, which says, self seems to be a cat with non-lives as outlined above, but when we see this animal in nature as never man, never us, since God created us perfect, then the cat in all its nine phases is disposed of. I continue to think about this and try to focus on who I really am, which is a reflection of God, who is only good. So I'm only good, beautiful, healthy, happy, um, full of love and all of God's qualities. Every time I think about it, I knew right where the blemish was was actually God and not a blemish, but perfection. I knew this was animal magnetism trying to get to me, and I needed to stop letting it affect me. That night, I read the weekly Bible lesson aloud to my husband, so he hear it. And as soon as I was done reading, I went to the mirror to look at my face, and I touched the blemish, and it disintegrated before my eyes, and nothing was there. Not blood, nothing, not a mark or anything. And this reminded me of another healing. I had my little dog had a big growth on her neck and disappeared after a week of prayer. The same thing, there was no, um, nothing there, um, no blood, and just perfection in its place. I know some healings are really quick for us, and others seem to take so much longer. This was such a beautiful experience for me, and I'm so grateful to God. I'm so happy that I found a place to a Christian independent church. 
Um, I'm so grateful for all the sweet and loving people at Plainfield for all that you do. And I'm very grateful for the help from the practitioner, um, Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy, for showing us who we are and who God is. Thank you. Thank you. Debbie from Illinois. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm very grateful for last night's Unity Watch, which had us take up the claim of the storms that were um, impending in Florida. And now I'm very grateful to say that God has protected us, and that is truly a blessing. Have a good evening. Thank you. Well, I'm so grateful to be learning more and more about all of the wonderful, incredible truths, statements of truth that are in our textbook. Um, there's a uh, statement that uh, I have grown to love that was uh, given to me many years ago by a teacher and practitioner in this church. Um, that taught me one of the many important lessons that I have learned uh, in this church. And the statement, uh, that statement is, it's in our textbook, good deeds are immortal, bringing joy instead of grief, pleasure instead of pain, and life instead of death. Well, when I, uh, shortly after I came to Plainfield and joined this church, uh, this uh, teacher and practitioner that we had uh, would often uh, remind me of this statement and would often encourage me uh, to join people in this church in, in doing things for others. Uh, oftentimes members would need help, uh, you know, in their homes or whatever. And uh, so she, she encouraged me to sort of um, get, get off my lazy <laughs> and, uh, and do things and, and be more aware and alert of the other people's needs. And uh, as I did this, um, I found that there, there were times when I would be disappointed or discouraged or even depressed. And uh, I would pray to God what to do or I would be encouraged to help do something for someone else. And when it was clear that this was what God wanted me to do, I would do it. And sure enough, whatever was bothering me, the depression or the discouragement would leave. And I soon found that you, you can't be depressed when you're doing something for others. Uh, you can't be unhappy when you're doing things for others. And then I also found that there were times when I was I just felt ill. I, I physically didn't feel good. But when there was a need to help someone else, if I would scrape myself up and do for someone else, sure enough, the illness would leave. And that was when I found that um, 
you know, this is a, very simple, but it's a, it was a really profound lesson for me that doing a good deed, it heals grief, it heals pain, and it gives us a reason to live. And I am uh, grateful for the lesson that has been taught to me, and I'm grateful for the many opportunities that we have in this church to do, to help others. I'm so grateful to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you, Bruce, for the very beautiful and very inspiring readings tonight. Tonight, I just simply want to express my gratitude for everything that is given to us in this church. Every Wednesday and every Sunday, the readings and the lessons are so rich with blessings and healing messages of God's omnipotence and his great love for all of his children. I'm so grateful for our weekly roundtable discussions that are filled with gems of wisdom and practical ways to live this science. I'm very grateful for being taught here the importance of watching and praying for all mankind for the beautiful calendar statements that greet me every morning, giving me something to think about as I start my day. I am in awe of the beautiful hymns and the solos and the music every week, which uplifts my spirit and fills me with joy. And I'm very grateful. I, I don't really have enough words to express my gratitude for the dynamic website that we have that is filled to overflowing with materials that meet our every need. I am deeply grateful to my practitioner for her strong, steadfast, loving support and her teachings, keeping me grounded in the truth and helping me to grow in my spiritual understanding of Christian science. And my heart overflows with gratitude to God for his ever-present love and guidance for all the blessings that he has given me and continues to give me each day. I'm so grateful for Christ Jesus, our way shower, for dear Mary Baker Eddy, for all she endured to give us her priceless gift of Christian science. And I am so grateful for this beautiful Plainfield Church, who is a beacon of light for the whole world. I'm grateful to each and every member of this church and for the dedication and the tireless work that is done here that goes out to bless the world. And I am very grateful for the opportunity that we are given in this church on Wednesday evenings to not only take in the beauty of others' testimonies, but to be able to express our gratitude and heartfelt appreciation for all the good that our loving Father, Mother, God gives to all of us every day. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. I would like uh, thank you very much for the readings tonight. I'd like to express my gratitude this evening for uh, some unnamed angel that tidied up my yard a couple days ago. I had a uh, I have a yard worker, and he's been under a little stress, and it's unusual for him to leave it uh, untidy. 
Um, but I felt compassion and love and knew there'd be an answer. I usually try to keep, pick up little things that happen along the way with people drop trash. Uh, but I was on my way to do an activity for, that was needed at church, some work. And uh, I knew that uh, there would be an answer to bring the beauty back to the yard. And uh, so, so I went forward, got my work done, and went uh, to the, uh, and, and did the different activities I needed to do very happily. Well, the next morning, I went out, and it was as if there was never any trash or anything anywhere. I, I don't even know who could have done it. Or, I mean, they were, it was a very generous thing. There were funny little things like sticks and all kinds of, uh, and there was such a kindness and such a love and unselfishness, and it beautified the art. It was as if it had never been dirty. And so I just was so touched and grateful. And I know there's a line where in one of our prose work where Mrs. Eddie talks about angels doing our chores. And I just uh, was so touched by that. And I wanted to express my gratitude that, for that tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Kari, Arkansas. Kari from Arkansas. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you for this service. I'm very grateful. Um, I'm very grateful for the Wednesday testimony meetings. I hear a lot of testifiers talking about using prayer to find lost objects. The other day, uh, my husband decided to take a look at the brakes on the car. And he took a wheel off the car and was taking some parts off. He's very mechanical. And um, anyway, I came out into the garage with my dogs. I was going to take them into the yard. And he mentioned to me that he had dropped a spring, a very small spring from the brakes. And it had flung out of his hand and he was looking at it. And I said, looking for it. And I said, okay. And I took the dogs out into the yard and just two minutes later or so, I brought them back through. He was still looking for it. And I said, well, let me help you look for it. So I went inside and I grabbed a flashlight to kind of see, thought that might help me to see if I could find it. And on my way to the door, back to the garage, I remember thinking, well, nothing is ever lost in God's kingdom. Nothing's too big or too small to be lost in God's kingdom. And what's funny is at the same time I was starting to think that, it was as if someone was sitting on my shoulder saying, well, you know, this, this really is ridiculous for you to look for this. It's so small. Um, you're probably not going to find it anyway. You might as well just not even look. Just give it up. But I chose to ignore that, and even though it kept repeating, I ignored it, and I um, happily and, gr and gratefully looked for this very small part in the floor and of the garage. Well, it wasn't 60 seconds later, my husband says, I found it. It had flung from his hand, and it had gone all the way into the driveway outside of the garage, but he had located it very quickly. So prayer truly does work when it comes to finding objects. 
And I'm very grateful for Plainfield. I'm very grateful for everyone's contributions. I'm grateful for the practitioner's help. And I'm um, very grateful for every single service. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Craig. Thank you, Bruce, for those inspiring and instructive readings. There's so much that that Mary Baker has, that gives us, and uh, <laughs> it is light for the whole world. It almost seems like it's, uh, through the work of this church, more and more people are, are seeing that there's so much more that God has for them. Health, happiness, harmony. <clears throat> they, they, then they can, it's their right to have it, and they just have to Demand it, be what God made, know, like Bruce said, know what God made, and uh, accept it. It will come. Well, I came to my, 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 my wife just today. We were, had been, just before a recent trip, she stowed away her, her laptop. When we came home, she, she couldn't find it. Well, she asked me to help. Which I'm always glad to do, wanting more light to shine on her, who hasn't joined me here at his church. Well, this week's lesson, man, was a great help. I felt poised because the man that, that God made, you know, is like God. And is all God who's all knowing, all able, is right there all the time with that man, which is everywhere. Well, that's what I knew. And I refused to accept that there could be a lost item. And I didn't get upset. Well, I worked to know that this is in the lesson that soul and its attributes were forever manifested through man. So if God knew where it was, she would know where it was. And in a very short time, she first became peaceful, and then soon after she found what she was very excited about uh, looking for. I just thank God for uh, his ever-presence and uh, learning that uh, his light, you know, is going to be recognized by more and more until all creations is better bettered from it and knows what God made. Thank God for Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you. Sandy from North Carolina. Thank you. Go ahead, please, Sandy. Yes, good evening. Yes, this is Sandy from North Carolina. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I'm very, very, very grateful for independent Christian scientists. Um, I am not in liberty at this time to really go into the details, and and it doesn't matter because the divine mind of Father Mother God knows. Um, this church, just with the, I'm very grateful. I'm gonna make the effort to just go and write the check to the shore for our brothers and sisters in Pakistan. Thank you for taking this. Um, to have the moral courage to 
for all of us to contribute to our brothers and sisters who are translating for the children. So bless them over there. Thank you for that. And um, I'm very happy that you announced it correctly the way we have to do it. I want to say to you, uh, the treatment of Ms. Mr. Uh, Adam Dickey, uh, the, the attorney and secretary of Ms. Mary Baker Eddy for many years, the love of adjustment. You know, we are children of the divine mind. We are children of the divine mind. And like Bruce said, you know, it takes time sometimes to just to get out of where we are and just, just do it. I was doing this treatment. I was listening to Miss Berivet. Just one time that we have, for the first time, that my husband um, put her as a practitioner for something. But I was doing, I was listening and looking at your website with the love of adjustment. You know, I'm saying I was doing it, but I didn't see it. But the shepherd, his eye is never dim. I speak Spanish, hablo español. So you have to really make an effort to understand the synonyms. Miss Mary Becker is wonderful with the concordance in teaching us to use the synonyms. You know, he, he sighs, it, it never blocks. He sees and the, the tonight the readings are powerful about why we are to judging others. Only God is the only judge, the Christ, the divine mind, and it's ours by divine love. I'm free. I'm free because I'm born free in the divine mind. That treatment of Miss Adam Dickey. I'm so grateful. My gratitude cannot express the depth of my joy. I would never for my freedom in the United States of America because Mary Baker Eddy in Independence, New Jersey, and a wonderful, lovely practitioner, Miss Mary Beth. I just keep the love for God for all of you around the world, for this powerful church, and for these workers and the early workers to bless in this whole planet. It's not for me to know when the divine mind going to up and when the angels going to be entertained by angels. Like Miss Mary Baker say, we have to be maybe be entertained by being entertained by angels, and we know aware of that. I have a testimony of that. So grateful for the readings tonight. These are one of the most powerful ones so far. Thank you for all of you, and God bless. Have a good evening. Thank you, Jeremy. Not long after I arrived here in Plainfield, my practitioner explained that animal magnetism was a belief in a power apart from God. Intellectually, the concept felt simple, but it was only a few years ago that I began to understand the cost of failing to really actively know this each day. On page eight of Watchers, Prayers, and Arguments, it talks about Mrs. Eddie going through the next friend's lawsuit. And in the midst of having the world thought on, on all that she was doing, a student admitted that they wanted to, quote, wring the necks of those who were responsible, end quote. <laughs> Mrs. Eddie thanked him for admitting that because it helped her to know that 
Some who were supposed to be helping her were actually failing to impersonalize the error. And Mrs. Eddy says on page 47 of the addenda in Clectania, quote, if human belief handles AM, there is a fight, but divine love knows there is nothing to fight, end quote. So after taking these lessons in, I wanted to make sure I wasn't trying to humanly fight a power which couldn't possibly exist while hearing of the things going on in the world. And a big reason I wanted to do this was to make sure none of my thought was weighing on my practitioner or anyone in the church. And this took some time, but the other day when I heard about the issues in Pakistan and having my first reaction be one of compassion for those affected and trust in God to soften every heart and heart. I knew that Christian science and practitioner support have done something in me that nothing else could, and that made me so thankful for this church. So I'm very grateful to be here learning to live Christian science and for all the healings and blessings I've received over the years, and grateful to be a part of this mission to bring science to the world. Thank you. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. I wanted to update you on the challenge to read five pages of the Bible and five pages of science and health every day, as has been taught here by our holy practitioners. Now, I have still not read the Bible every single day for a month, which is when I would start to say, okay, that's now my new habit. However, I am reading it most days. In working up the discipline to establish this new habit, it was very hard going in the early days. I kept feeling tired and irritated whenever I picked up the Bible to do this. Now, thanks to our holy practitioner's clear and perfect teaching of Christian science at this church, I now know to push on through the seeming distractions that material sense would try to throw up as a barrier so I worked through this and I have to tell you, I am on the edge of my seat reading the Bible. And as I have been working up this habit, dear Carrie had provided the most beautiful inspiration at a recent roundtable by finding the article The Boy David by William McCracken. And this was read out at 13th of August roundtable. Well, the timing of that article, The Boy David, was absolutely perfect. I was very blessed to hear about the boy David, which gave me such inspiration to press on. At the moment, I'm working my way through 1 Samuel. I have ever loved King David, and it always makes me smile, as was discussed at a recent roundtable, that this shepherd David had said of Goliath, quote, For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? <laughs> End quote. What utter strength and courage that God gives us, that this youth called down the power of God. You know, I listen to Plainfield all the time, on my way to work, on my breaks, when I'm doing chores, when I go for a walk, whenever I get a moment to think, in go the earbuds and on comes Plainfield Independent. It has been amazing to see the growth over the last three years by studying in this way at Plainfield. I handle everything in life really differently now. A humble example, last week, a delivery person had come to our home. He was very grumpy and rude, didn't want to even come into the lobby to deliver some heavy items that his company had been contracted to deliver. Now, the old me would have gotten on my high horse, ranted on and been rude back, and I have done this kind of thing in the past, often. 
but not so today, because I have been taught better here at Plainfield. Thanks to my Plainfield practitioner in giving me corrections, my first response to this situation was to assure the person that I wanted to help and that whatever he thinks is best for him, well, we will do that and I'll help him as much as I can. And you know what? He just melted. He beamed the sweetest smile. And he told me that he had hurt his back recently and every single customer was rude to him, wouldn't speak to him, wouldn't talk to him on the intercom, just buzz him in, and no one ever came down to greet him in the lobby. So then he did everything so beautifully, coming into the lift up to my front door, and he even offered to unload everything for me. I thanked him for being so kind. We had a good old chat. When I said to him, thank you, my friend, his face was just so sweet. It was so beautiful to see God's love reflected in him. How wrong I have been in times past, and how grateful I am to be learning better how to love God and my fellow man. Thank you to our practitioners for these teachings. I am forever grateful. Thank you to our Lord God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and my practitioner. Thank you all so much, and so much love to you all. And now we have a testimony from Sylvia in Australia. Good evening. I was in Perth with my son, and we're both used to shops being open all day on a Saturday as they are in Melbourne. We got to the dry cleaning shop at 1pm on a Saturday. My son had bought his suit in, and we were both leaving for Melbourne the next day. He would be going to a wedding the following weekend for which he needed the suit. My son got out of the car and, in disbelief, found the dry cleaning shop had closed at noon. He came back to the car and we decided to call the phone number advertised outside the shop. At this time, I turned to our dear father and declared that infinite divine mind has the answer to this situation. The phone rang out, but as we were sitting in the car, a man came running up to our car and asked if we urgently needed some dry cleaning. We replied yes. He said he is from the travel shop next door and he has the owner of the dry cleaner's mobile number and could ring her. My son got out of the car and went with him into his shop while he called her. He then came back to the car saying she did not reply, but the travel shop owner would call my son when the phone, when she phones back. My son started the engine, but I felt it was wrong to leave and said, let's just wait a bit, turning my thought again to the infinite, omnipotent, divine mind. Shortly after, the man came running out again with his phone to his ear and said, she has called back. Here, you talk to her. My son took the phone and explained the situation. She said, I happen to be close by. Give me five minutes and I'll be there. She soon arrived and my son picked up his suit. I am very grateful to know about this wonderful science, which we can turn to for every problem, big or small. 
I'm also very grateful to have found Plainfield, which has a wealth of knowledge available on its website, particularly the writings of the early workers. And I especially appreciate the weekly roundtable discussions and the monthly Bible studies. Thank you. Thank you. Mary, thank you. Good evening, everyone. Um, First is a testimony from California, someone who had called for help when the hurricane was coming toward the southern area of California. Um, She writes, she was from the Palm Springs area. I was doing the best I could to stay focused, but didn't feel strong enough to watch on my own. I was so relieved to learn that the Plainfield Weather Group was already on the situation. As was suggested, I also read the weather booklet again on watching about the weather to clarify and shore up my understanding. As it worked out, the storm was indeed very bad. My husband was guided to take certain action that saved us from flooding, and we were spared damage to our home. It was indeed very frightening, but I remained calm and confident that we would be okay. I learned Sunday night in the middle of the night that the storm unexpectedly and quickly moved to the north. This meant we and many others were spared the threat of further flooding in the middle of the night. I learned later, Monday morning, of widespread damage, including the closure of I-10 freeway, due to 11 inches of rain on one of our local mountains that was running down into Palm Springs. Today, as I write this, the sky is beautiful. I am so grateful to God and to you all at Plainfield Independent for holding us each in your prayer, sincerely. And then this also from California. I wanted to express my gratitude for the presence of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent in my life and its special membership who have drawn, who have been drawn to its light as I was several years ago during the pandemic. Thank you to this week's lesson writer. When I read from the responsive reading about how blessed is the man whose, quote, delight is in the law of the Lord, and that he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. End quote, Psalms 1. My thought immediately went to this church congregation who show their continual, continual delight in the Lord through keeping this church and its outreach alive. Thank you to all who consistently demonstrate belief that does not wither. Thank you for being a church connected to its congregation, to its members in need of help. Thank you for putting together our watches in the past weeks, addressing the tyranny being experienced by our fellow member and translator in Pakistan, because he and others are Christians, and letting us know last Sunday that a special fund was being put in place to to provide support to our translator and his work in Pakistan. Thank you for going to places to help where I have only felt a cold detachment in past church experiences. Thank you for the love expressed to you and my love with my love and appreciation. And then this last one from England. 
Whilst reading last week's lesson on Christ Jesus, I remembered a comment made about the story of the loaves and fishes from Mark 6 by a commentator, where it says that Jesus commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. The commenter said it mentioned earlier in verse 35 that this was a desert place, and yet Jesus is asking them to sit down upon the green grass. And it was observed, therefore, that it was felt that this was the start of the healing of the claim of lack, that the thought of desert was initially shown to be untrue by the provision of the green grass to sit on before the experience with the loaves and the fishes. Just an interesting little comment I thought you might like. And thank you very much for last week's testimony meeting, which was all lovely, and I, I was especially impressed by the healing that was read near the end of the testimonies about the person who was healed of diabetes. It was so lovely to hear his experience had been completely changed, even though he had been taking medication when he initially reached out for help. This is such an inspiring thought. I am so grateful for the kind and loving support of my practitioner and all that Plainfield provides. I feel I am making gentle progress with the claims which have restricted my life, and I feel hugely blessed by all the teaching I receive from Plainfield, which is, is enabling me to practice Christian science a little more each day. Thank you. Which mu with much love to you and all at Plainfield. I uh, would like to express my gratitude for the readings tonight as well. Um, I thought, read from Miscellany, no proof is so, no, no reproof is so potent as the silent lesson of a good example. That is so true, and you know, sometimes we do so much to help our friends or to instruct our friends or whatever, but the best thing we can do is be that good example. And that is a reproof to people who aren't doing what they should, and they'll take notice, and with prayer they will change and come into their true being. So I'm grateful for these lessons that we learn here in this church, these gentle but very important lessons on how to live better lives day by day. Thank you all for your testimonies tonight, the beautiful music, and again for the readings. And have a good night, everyone. Thank you. Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 340. There's a wideness in God's mercy like the wideness of the sea. There's a kindness in his justice which is more than liberty. Hymn number 340.